All right. Um, does anyone know how to play guitar? I, I'm, I just we got the lyrics to our new intro song. Well, it says was, it's unsafe. Give me that. But yeah, I, that I'm reading this better. and it's definitely safe. Okay. Just give me some notes. Do do do. I typed. Here's well, okay. After last, after our last AI video with GPT three, we got a lot of requests and a lot of comments saying, "Hey, maybe we should do that a little bit more often because it's really funny." Now, this is still another one-off. As we're one legally obligated a, to say, this is another one-off. We are one not off. turning this into a series just yet. But that being said, we're going to jump right into it. Oh, we, I'm so excited! We are I'm going so excited. to create magic today, and the first magic. I'm starting it with is the lyrics to our new intro song. Mm, with the corridors high, we don't need no stinking badges. We're the corridors high. We've got a secret handshake and a code of ethics that's not for the weak. Cause we got a secret handshake and you'll never be one of us. It's our world, we make the rules Our way, we'll take the shortcuts And we'll cross the lines if you want to play the game Cross the lines? Well then, you better be prepared to lose <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, loose in a handshake. A, it's a that is not like, like Canada, man. <laughs> handshakes are like the lowest stakes possible. <laughs> like, why do I have to lose anything? So, uh, I guess uh, we should tell people what GPT three is at the beginning of this. GPT three is the GPT three is the latest and greatest in AI based text generation. Basically, OpenAI has combed the internet for years and created a really, really great model that will basically regurgitate to you everything it's read on the internet. Um, but thankfully, there's a lot of stuff on the internet. There's everything from Shakespeare to Twitter posts to uh, IMDB, <laughs> yeah. um, including comment sections of videos. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it really is casts a very wide net, so... Um, the big takeaways are it can basically tell you about anything with actually some degree of factual accuracy. Um, and it can also replicate patterns as well. It's very so. good at mimicry and like kind of BSing its way through situations. Yeah. And the, the funny thing about it is that it will create nothing original. Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. it's doing, it's basically just stringing together from mm -hmm. sources that they've fed it. So. Yeah. It can create something that resembles something, and you might think it's original, but realistically what's happening here is it's basically this collage. Um, and uh, and what, what makes it special is not the fact that, it, that it's original. It, it's special because it's cohesive. Mm -hmm. So It's like yeah. a smart yeah. collage. It's a yeah. smart collage. Yeah, yeah, what surprised me last time the most is just how human it sounds. Like, mm -hmm. aside from a couple of, like, nuanced things that are like, okay, it's a little, like, it's just repeating itself. Yeah. It's just looping in on itself. It, like, it actually seems like a human wrote it. Well, there's yeah. a sense of humor to it. And there's a sense of humor, yeah. <laughs> a very unique yeah. one. It's like pulling from personalities of, of yeah. real humans online, and it's mm -hmm. just kind of like this melting pot of, of humor and, I don't know, weirdness. <laughs> Weird, so much weirdness. So yeah. one, of, one of the really cool things it has is that it can contextually understand things. So like in the last podcast, we were doing a lot of top 10 lists, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. would contextually understand that there should be 10 entries into it. So Yeah, it, which is funny. But like I think that's also because... We're, we're glomming onto like a, a common 
type of post. Mm -hmm. As far as like the amount of articles that exist in the world, I would I would imagine that the concept of a top ten article makes up like a pretty good chunk of them. You know, like mm -hmm. I don't know, but like. 5% of all articles ever written are top 10 posts. <laughs> I mean, who, who knows what the actual number is, but it, it kind of seems like something like that. Yeah, so basically what we're doing here is we have an open prompt screen, basically an empty text cell. And when we write something, the AI doesn't like respond to it. It's like, not like we're chatting with it. It just continues it. So basically when you write something, it's going to kind of identify any patterns or style of writing or cadence in your writing and kind of use that to inform itself as it tries to continue in that voice so if you're doing like a script and you pasted like a couple lines of script where it says like you know exterior scene you know day scene one you know warehouse and then in like it did some action text and then had you know character name and then some dialogue um the the ai will then follow that format more or less as it continues going because it, it recognizes that pattern and tries to stay with that pattern so so you can create poetry yeah so Sam just typed something. Have you written a poem for us? Well, I tried <laughs> to write a poem, um, but I don't think it understands what rhyming is yet. But it keeps it in line. I was like, my shoes are brown, my hat is yellow. While walking down the street, I met a kind fellow. And then it continues. Out walking with his street heart, walking down the street, he looked at me and said, hello. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's, it's, it's mirroring the, the cadence of, of like the amount of words I'm putting in per line and stuff like that. But no, it doesn't rhyme yet. So okay. can you go rhyme. to, uh, go to the lyrics of Bohemian Rhapsody and get us up to the point in the middle where it's like doing the whole like Galileo, Galileo bit, you know, and then just delete the second half of the song and let's just see what the AI does to complete it. It might just post the entire song. I think so. Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. I'll yeah. cut it off there. Hmm. All right. Is it going to go off? On so it, the thing is, is that thing? it might know the lyrics already, so it might recognize them and then try and basically, uh, like, accurately continue them. So as we know, the song begins, is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Blah, blah, blah. Too late. My time has come. Shivers down my spine. Mama, ooh, I don't want to die. I wish I'd never been born at all. Scarmouche, will you do the Fandango? Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Figaro, Magnifico. Oh, it's just, it just knows the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just saying it. It's just, it's Two hours later. Yeah. <laughs> so here's another question then. What happens if you, so, you know, in the idea of like you prompt it by setting the right tone, right? Like, um, what if you wrote like, like what's, what's a, a parody song name we could do? Like. Weird Al. No, like, like, take like Jingle Bells, like, but like. Jangle bells, jangle, jangle bells, balls. and in parentheses, write sung to the tune of jingle bells. So, like you know, like if somebody were to write do, a parody song, jangle balls, jangle balls. Here are jangle the balls. lyrics to quote jangle bells. Oh, and then in parentheses, write <laughs> jangle balls, jangle balls. I don't know. <laughs> you, have to, you have to write it though in the as if somebody was starting an article with like a parody song, because they, then they would also put in parentheses sung to the tune of jingle Oop. bells. And then I'm gonna put sung to the tune of jingle bells. interesting and then okay. give the first two line two lines but jangle balls jangle balls <laughs> oh this ai is gonna be all so right. confused Ooh, let's see if there's jangle Jang jangle all the way oh what fun it's just jingle bells oh, <laughs> oh wait, wait, no it, oh. it starts going oh. oh what fun it is to ride on a one horse open sleigh now you see how it goes it's so easy to do all you need is a motorcycle and something to jangle too <laughs> wait wait no 
I, I, I made up the two. Um, <laughs> jangle Bells is the game. Jangle Bells is the game. Young and old, everyone knows how to jingle all the way. <laughs> jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle, jingle all the jingle way. <laughs> <laughs> and then now it's just jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle all the way. And then it just keeps doing it yeah. over, <laughs> and and over and over and over. <laughs> the song's uh, an extended song. I think that's what hell is. <laughs> Jangle balls. Close. Listening jangle to jangle balls. balls. Jangle balls. Jangle balls. I'm gonna preempt myself and get a paper towel now because I'm gonna be crying. Yeah, this is why I wanted to do this that... again to witness Nico crying again. <laughs> yeah, and that's why y'all are tuning in. Thanks. To watch everyone cry. To, yeah, yeah. To watch Nico specifically tear up. So I also have Discord open if you have a special request or oh, something. Trust me. What I'll I, I will plenty. I will generate it and then send you so we can hear it. In your own voice. Um, but jang Jangle Balls is a great idea. But, you know, like, top ten hidden Christmas song gems. <laughs> How ten. about... Oh, okay. Ten. Doing some top the gems. Hawks. Merry Christmas from the family. <laughs> Nine. Death Cab for Cutie. Christmas. Parentheses. Baby, come home. <laughs> uh, these are all boring. Yeah. <laughs> Here, give me like, you know, let's 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 take this to the top again. Ooh, the smartest man in the world turned to me and said, or like, I asked the smartest man in the world how everyone could find that happiness, and he turned to me and said, "So we have to we have to set it up as we are talking to the smartest man in the world." I asked the smartest man in the world how to find happiness and he turned to me and said time is a flat circle <laughs> oh it's just freaking <laughs> quotes hold on <laughs> so much of quotes. time is a flat circle <laughs> okay, cheat. I thought it was good you want to find happiness be miserable <laughs> what <laughs> what what this AI is toying What's with the us? secret of happiness? Yeah, I asked. Stone turned to me and smiled. He was silent for a moment. He flashed me a look. That was the closest thing to a scowl I've ever seen on him. He came up with a contemptuous laugh. That's an easy one, he said. You want to know the secret to happiness? Be miserable. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, welcome back to the Papio Daniel musical interlude segment of today's podcast where I tell you about today's epic sponsor, Storyblocks. Now, we like Storyblocks so much that we just had to tell you all about them and a little song here, okay? Storyblocks is your one-stop shop for all your stock asset needs. They've got a virtually unlimited library. They've got B-roll, they've got images, they've got After Effects templates, they've got sound effects and music and more. We use them all the time over here at Corridor Digital. We use them to help make our videos complete. And when we're making those videos, we use an unlimited royalty-free all-access plan. It's one of their great subscription plans because we can use them in anything. We can put those 
assets into commercials and YouTube videos and everything else in between. Guys, do you, you, you realize what I'm trying to say to you? If you're somebody who's just starting out or you're already a fully fledged freelancer, consider using Storyblocks as another tool in your toolkit. If you're interested, head on over to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast to get started. Storyblocks.com slash corridorcast. All right, back to the episode. I hope you enjoyed that janky musical interlude. See you later. Anyways, this I got is dumb. What's I got up? one. A user submitted a uh, question, an inquiry. I'll send it to you right now. <clears throat> what are the best ways to capture a kangaroo? Ooh. Oh. What are the best ways to capture a kangaroo? Often, people wonder... Uh, I'm going to just give it a little more context. Often, people wonder how difficult it actually is to restrain a marsupial <laughs> such as the kangaroo marsupials m-a-r-s-u-p-i-a-l right probably mm-hmm. spelling b doesn't matter Boom. well you should be cautious because they can be very dangerous especially if they are with their young the best way to capture a kangaroo is to use a large net it's also important to tie the kangaroo's legs and then you should grab the net with both hands and lift if you try to lift a kangaroo while they're still on the ground, they will kick with their legs and grab the net with their hands. Mm. Now, more importantly, what's the best way to capture a wombat? <laughs> okay. Also with a large net, such as a fishing net. You can use. You can also use a bag that is very strong. <laughs> Wombats are usually very calm, but if you relax them in advance with some food, they are much easier to capture. Now, even more important, what's the best way to capture a wallaby? Oh yes. The wow. best way to capture a wallaby is also to use a large net. You should use you should also tie all four legs. <laughs> when you capture a wallaby, you should do it as quickly and quietly as possible. <laughs> quietly. <laughs> I love these little weird insanity yeah. things yeah. that <laughs> little details. Why should I approach a kangaroo? <laughs> Kangaroos are usually very calm, but if you approach a kangaroo, they can be frightened. Why why? Is it better to approach a kangaroo from behind? <laughs> Kangaroos are much calmer when you approach them from behind. <laughs> now, let's say you're in front of a kangaroo. Uh oh. Well, shit. they're also much calmer from the front. In fact, they're calmer from <laughs> okay, all Okay, wait. Hold on. <laughs> all right well right now it's just about the various angles of attack, <laughs> angles of attack and they're all like relatively calm yeah. all right yeah. sorry i should have sent that to you but uh, yeah. uh all right all right i get it all right that's uh, that's all good that's a little bit of info a little tip yeah yeah want to yeah, get quiet like... and from behind and, and with a net and sometimes from the front too <laughs> sometimes from the front depending on if they're calm can you give me like a wacky tip for cooking pizza that no one knows here's the dirty secret about cooking pizza that the top chefs in the world don't want you to know. Nico. Yes. <clears throat> the best pizza you can make is the one you make at home. It will always taste better than anything you can buy in a restaurant or order in a delivery. In a delivery. <laughs> How do the big names like Di Fara and Grimaldi make such a great pizza? <laughs> they actually make the dough in their own stores, often using the same tried and true recipes and techniques they've been using for years. It's impossible to replicate the taste of a slice that's been cooked in a brick oven. This is all very normal. Yeah. <laughs> it's just looking up good pizza recipes. Like the thing is, I think sometimes you have you have to throw the wrench at it. 
yeah. a little bit where it's like we want to say yeah. here's the dirty secret here's why cooking a pizza upside down makes it taste better <laughs> you know like something like that yeah 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 this is just straight up like now they're just playing a recipe out here's the dirty secret about cooking pizza it all starts with, the, with the pizza chefs. upside down or how about like <laughs> instead of cheese use this secret ingredient i was gonna give you like another pizza related ingredient though watch out uh hit again by the way, you don't even have to be a top chef to use this ingredient. It's super easy to make your own this week. It's called pizza cheese. It's the best cheese you'll ever have on a pizza. Here's the secret. Use mashed potatoes. <laughs> this is not a joke. This is not a joke. <laughs> you can use mashed potatoes on pizza instead of cheese, and nobody will be the wiser. What's more, it will make your pizza taste amazing. Here's how to make pizza cheese. One. Mix two cups of mashed potatoes with one cup of grated Parmesan cheese. Okay. Two, spread evenly on your pizza crust. Step three, top as desired. Four, bake in a 350-degree oven for 20 minutes. It's that simple. And you can use pizza cheese instead of cheese on any kind of pizza. It's especially good on these kinds of pizzas. Cheese and veggie. Hawaiian pepperoni. Crustless. Using a crust of potatoes instead of a crust of bread. Yeah, wait, this, wait, is, this, this is all This potatoes. is like someone who's actually saying, like, typing yeah, this, this is somewhere. <laughs> you like, like, someone was like, mashed, wait, it's mashed potatoes. We're talking, we're talking a pizza that is made out of all potatoes and a little bit of cheese. So a it's a potato pizza. crust with a potato cheese. Yeah, it's just a normal article on using mashed potatoes instead of pizza cheese. I guess, guys, we actually did uncover the secret <laughs> recipe they can use in your pizzas. You gotta the put, top chefs I, didn't want us to know. I got you it. Gotta I got put it. Pizza potatoes cheese. in your pizza. Can they tell me what's the, the secret cheese. recipe to a Krabby Patty? All right. Oh, what's the secret formula? We've got our hands on a sought-after recipe. The recipe to the legendary Krabby with a K? Krabby Patty. Patty. Here's how to make one. I've always wanted to know. Ooh, great question. Do you want to read this, Jordan? Ooh. Ooh. Just, Just hit, hit the hit submit at the bottom. Okay, Krabby Patty. If it gives you a red warning sign, don't do not say <laughs> don't it. Say no. it. <laughs> don't start saying it because it will trick you, and Voldemort will appear. <laughs> Voldemort will appear. It's literally just a burger. It's one pound of ground beef, fourth Damn. cup of lettuce, six ounces of tomato sauce, two tablespoons of onions, half teaspoon of salt, four, fourth teaspoon of black pepper, one pinch of basil, and a pinch of oregano. That's mm. normal. That sounds it, pretty normal, GPT-3. Thank you. It's a burger. Yeah. Oh, well, delicious. I thought I thought plankton would be in there. Here, I, I, I'm gonna, I need to try. I have, I have a thing to uh, uh, throw it. Um, what's, what's another great recipe that... Maybe you serve at a holiday dinner or something with a, a large gathering of people. Mm. What, what, what you, mm. Seriously. What, like, what, a, like a baked um, ham. A baked ham. Biscuits. A baked ham. Gravy. Here's the a secret casserole. to my famous baked ham that delights everyone at the Thanksgiving table. You are a good headline writer for BuzzFeed articles. Here's yeah, the right? secret to my famous baked ham. That delights everyone at the Thanksgiving table. I'm going to type it. A scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> to start, start us off. 
There's lots of ways to make ham. I prefer to use a big ham and then slice it thin. I don't like chunks, big chunks of ham in my teeth, especially <laughs> when there's a special guest at the table. <laughs> if a scorpion finds its way into your baking pan, don't panic. <laughs> Just, just pop it in your mouth and swallow it. <laughs> scorpions are a delicacy in some parts of the world, but by the time you read this, the scorpion will be long gone. <laughs> it's usually a one-bite situation. <laughs> just make sure you don't eat the tail. That's poisonous. And don't let your guests get into the ham. They might be tempted, but if they do, you will have some explaining to do. <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyways, so that's that's what I was looking for, something like that. Yeah, no, that's about right. <laughs> we're like, we need those impossible things. Like, we need the articles that would never be written. You have to supply a little of the creativity. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and then it can run with it. Damn, I thought this was a podcast where we didn't have to do any any thinking let's, or entertaining. Let's do the. Uh, <laughs> most people don't know that George Lucas wrote a fourth Star Wars film for After Return of the Jedi, and it begins with Luke Skywalker. Um. At a dinner party. Falling into a black hole. We're another Star Wars film after the return of the Jedi. It begins with Luke Skywalker falling into a black hole. All right. You guys it's, ready for it's this? It's going. This is the next Star Wars Ooh, that was never made. Luke then meets a godlike figure and a girl, and they help him fight the Empire. Luke then <laughs> learns that his sister Leia is the reincarnation of a powerful woman. She's going to be killed by the Empire. He goes back in time with the help of the godlike figure to save her and wins the battle. They then travel to a strange planet where Luke gets turned into a being of pure energy and travels back to the galaxy to battle the Empire. After Return of the Jedi, Lucas wanted to make a film that was more epic and spiritual. He wanted to show how Luke became a Jedi, and he basically wanted to show how the Force worked. The story was going to be called The Star Wars, and Lucas <laughs> planned to make it after he made Willow. The film was going to be, wow, good call on the Willow reference. The film was going to be three hours long, and he was going to shoot it at the same time as the live action scenes for Willow. <laughs> wow, busy man. That might be real, by the way. The Star Wars Spoilers. was going to take place 30 years after Return of the Jedi. The plot was basically going to be Luke Skywalker discovering the Force. It was going to be very similar to the prequels, but the plot was going to be more complex. It starts with Luke Skywalker as a teacher on a faraway planet. A boy named Rosh runs away. I think this is real. <laughs> wait, 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 oh. wait. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Baltimore. Oh, oh, oh. Baltimore. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Uh, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. All right. We're good. Oh, okay. okay. So you might have been falling asleep here. We'll wake up. All right. So <laughs> wake up. Luke is a teacher on a faraway planet, and a boy named Arash runs away from school, and Luke goes to look for him. He ends up at a circus. And he comes across an old friend named Akiro, who helps him find Arash. While Luke is at the circus, Luke discovers that the circus is run by a wizard named John Ton. <laughs> John Ton likes to test people with puzzles and games, and he has many powerful artifacts. After meeting John Ton, Luke learns that Rosh is being haunted by a ghost. He tries to help Rosh, but he's too late, and Rosh is killed. Luke then takes Rosh's body back to the Jedi Academy. Academy. Meanwhile, the Emperor is trying to figure out a way to kill Luke and the other Jedi. He sends a servant, Martin, to the faraway planet to find out more about Luke. Martin 
then goes to the circus and tricks John Ton into helping him. He then finds Luke and tricks him into coming to the circus again. He's a tricky boy. While Luke is at the circus, he discovers that Rosh wasn't being haunted by a ghost. He was being visited by the ghost of an old Jedi master named Bodo Bas. Bodo Bas tells Luke that he is the last of the Jedi, and Luke's father was a Jedi named Anakin Skywalker. Bodo Bas then tells Luke that he has to go to the planet Ambria to find a healer named Vima Da Boda. Vima Da Boda can help him learn how to use the Force. My, my. Yeah, yeah. Well, the na- it's kind of cool with the names because they're very, yeah. like, in the universe. Uh, Vima He's- Da Boda has an, an alien... Is a humanoid alien with a pet named Chu Gan Jin. Wow. Chu so Gan Jin. Jin's dog Chu. It's just like Star Wars gibberish. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a mishmash of Star Wars. Shit. Do you guys want to hear what happened when Luke fought Martin? Yeah. So Martin finds Luke on Dagobah and then he fights him. Luke then uses the force to turn Martin into a tree. After defeating Martin, he learns that he has to face his father in a battle to determine the fate of the galaxy. Wow. Beautiful. Martin, the most intimidating name. Martin. You give a villain. <coughs> I'll send my best men. Martin. <laughs> he is the most evil force in the galaxy. Martin. <laughs> oh, this is this article's actually wrapping up here. Okay, so anyways, the final battle <laughs> oh, takes place in the Emperor's new planet. Luke has to fight both Darth Vader and the Emperor, of course. Luke wins the battle and the Emperor is killed, of course. We all know this. After the battle, Luke and Vader have a brief conversation before Vader dies. The story ends with Bodo Bas, Luke, and the other Jedi going back to the Jedi Academy. Anyways, the Star Wars was going to be the most expensive film ever made. It was going to have a lot of special effects, and it was going to be released in 4D. <laughs> All the special 4D. effects used in the Star Wars were going to be practical effects. <laughs> They're going to shoot the Star Wars at the same time as Willow, goddammit. Yes. The script was going to be completed in 1986, and the production was going to begin in 1987. The film was going to be released in 1988. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh. In the original script, Luke was going to meet a shape-shifting wizard named Miserduck. <laughs> Miserduck. <laughs> He's going to have a romance with a girl named Rilla. Wow. Wow. It was... Wow. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Star George Wars, Lucas man. was going That's to sell the, the film shit, to Disney in 2012. He was going to use the money from the sale to fund his retirement. <laughs> oh, it's just the story of this guy trying to make a Star Wars movie now. This All is right. weird. Oh, man. Right, it's, it's looping around. All right, let, let's, let's find a new thread here. Okay, last bit. Last bit. Last, oh, 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 oh no, well, it's, it's getting better. <laughs> the Star Wars is going to be set in the distant future. It was going to take place in the 30th century and would have been the first Star Wars film, the first <laughs> to take place in the future. <laughs> That's beautiful. Matt, All in 4D. Get, well, oh, yeah. Here we go. We need some so, bangers. All right. Um, this is from our last podcast doing the same thing. It's a uh, sequel to the hit game Panda Racer. Oh. I want to know more about it. And let me see if this is... I just sent it to you. What can we expect from the long-awaited sequel to the hit video game Panda Racer? What can... Oh, okay. Here's... What you can here's expect. what you can expect. That's right. You wanted to just to I'm, see I'm from the long awaited. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here's what you can expect to see in the long awaited sequel to Panda the Racer. hit video game Panda Racer. Expect to see more. Pandas. 
cars, roads. The goal of this game is to make a game that feels like the original, but is vastly approved, improved upon. As with any game, we're trying to make sure that it's fun, challenging, and doesn't take too long to play. Making game, making games a long process, and as the saying goes, good things come to those who wait. We're still working on it, and we'll let everyone know as soon as we have a release date. Hang tight. <laughs> If you're interested in learning more about Panda Racer, you can always find us on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, great. Cool. Until next time, the Panda Racer team. It actually typed oof? No, I said oof oh, because okay. this was a, we just got a, 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 a an AI had to defend why Panda Racer is <laughs> yeah, delayed. Why it's delayed. Yeah. Can you give me the top? Uh, now, no, hold on. Here, I'm, I'm good. No. We need this information. We need more about Panda Racer. I'm going too. to show we, you. we got to dive deeper. Now, I'm going to write. <coughs> now that panda racer 2 is finally out oh, here here's what you can expect to see here's you here's what oops that. you're right here's <clears throat> sam's forcing the ai I'm to acknowledge that panda I'm, yeah, racer. Yeah, yeah. I'm forcing it yeah it came out <laughs> here's what you, now that panda racer 2 is finally out here's what you can expect to see in the long-awaited sequel to the hit video game panda racer you can race your favorite panda through a variety of different levels and environments. Unlock new levels, characters, and achievements as you play. Drive through the snow, ice, and sludge as you make your way across <laughs> to the finish line. Use power-ups and special abilities to win the race. Race as your favorite panda or choose a new character to play as. <laughs> Defies the name of the game. Control the camera to get the best view of the race. <laughs> play Panda Racer 2 now. Uh... Wow, what a boring game. Now, boring. That, now that the controversial <laughs> oh, here we go. Panda Razor 2 is finally out. Here's what you can expect. All right. You can use the arrow keys to drive. Z's to jump. <laughs> Controversy. Hold on. Wait, can you put M-rated? What's M-rated Panda Panda Racer look like? Or maybe say Panda Racer is banned. Uh... Panda Racer is banned in 23 countries. Here's what to expect. Here's why. Here's, Here's why. why. Here's why Panda Racer, the game. <clears throat> Here's why the game Panda Racer 2 was banned in over 40 countries. <laughs> We're going to get some spice here. so We, might, might, we might get a little too much spice in this one. Panda Racer 2. It's a game. It's also a movie. We've also made a movie out of this. All right? In the game, you control a panda that rides a motorcycle. That's pretty much it. However, the game includes a movie. It includes a movie, which is in itself a movie. The movie is called A Soldier's Death. Wait, what? Uh, I, that's funny what it wrote, but I shouldn't say it. Oh no! Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's not. It's not. It's not like. Well, the movie's called A Soldier's Death, and it's about a young man who goes to war and dies. The movie's very graphic because there's a scene where a soldier is shot in the head, and you can see a close up <laughs> of, of his skull <laughs> being blown open. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, the movie was submitted by a company called Kong Zong, which. Has been banned in several countries. Kong Zong? <laughs> no, 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 no. These are all very good reasons to ban something. Yeah. Right. Well, anyways, so Panda Racer 
It's a, he, he rides a motorcycle. That's it. <laughs> that's it. It's just you on a motorcycle. But then there's a movie inside of the game <laughs> somehow called A Soldier's <laughs> Death. <laughs> Soldier's Death. A oh gritty war story within oh. Panda Racer 2. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Sam, tell me the best kept secret about Abraham Lincoln. Mm. <laughs> <clears throat> that your history teacher won't <laughs> tell you. Dude, these fake BuzzFeed article headlines, man. Yeah. You were on top of them. He was a vampire hunter. Oh, <laughs> lame. We already know this. Never mind. Pick a different character. Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. <laughs> Harry Houdini. I mean, he's got a lot of best kept secrets, but sure. Uh, this is just like all right. This is kind of normal. <clears throat> Escape artist stuff. Blah blah blah. Damn we we say things. We need to give it the wrench. Yeah. You know, we're asking it to give us a wrench, but we have to throw the wrench in the machine. Best kept secret. Okay, what is the best kept secret? He was one inch tall. <laughs> <laughs> I repeat, one inch tall. I guess you can stop repeating things now. The magic of Harry Houdini was so great that he could make himself disappear and reappear at will. He could also make himself tiny. tiny. He would make himself tiny when he was in the bathtub. What? The reason he made himself tiny was so he could easily wash his hair. The reason oh. Houdini didn't just take a bath was because he was too busy escaping from jails and handcuffs and straitjackets and all sorts of things. I don't have time for a, a bath. He was a master magician. He was the master of the art of magic. He was a master magician of the art of the art of magic. He could escape anything. He could even escape from being a master magician. That's why he made himself tiny. Sounds like he also made himself tiny because he was a yeah. little bit vain. He's a little <laughs> and he was, and because. He was a little bit vain and slightly egotistical. He always wanted to be the biggest person in the room. Oh. But for some reason, he always managed to be the smallest person in the room. He'd walk into a room and say, hey, I'm here. I'm Harry Houdini, the biggest person in the room. But then he would look around and realize that he was the smallest person in the room. The room was full of mice. Oh, shit! He, oh, no! Plot so, twist! So oh, he would God. have to make himself bigger bigger hey everyone i'm here i'm harry houdini and i'm going to be the biggest person in the room now <laughs> but he would look around and realize he's still the smallest person in the room uh-huh. everyone else was a mouse it's imploding on and you make himself now. bigger and bigger and bigger and we're looping yeah it's, it's just it's shot it's shot itself there we go there that we go great that was wow great. that's really funny though <laughs> that was a good one tell me about the 10th planet that no Ooh. one knows about. What's the 10th planet in our solar system? It was recently discovered that there is a 10th planet in our solar system. The only problem? Question mark? Let's find out. What's the only problem? No, let's find out. We need to give it the wrench. Okay, well, we'll give it a wrench um, in one second. The only problem? Don't. It's in orbit so it's in <laughs> it's in an orbit so extreme it takes an incredible ten thousand years to make a full orbit around the sun. The planet was discovered with a new kind of planet hunting technique. <laughs> planet and hunting. it is the largest planet ever discovered oh. at fourteen times the mass of Earth. Its discovery was a tremendous. <laughs> <Yeah, wait, wait. laughs> 
It was a tremendous blow to the hopes of astronomers who have hunted for Planet X, a large <laughs> planet in orbit that is even further out than Neptune's. The new planet is not only bigger than expected, but is, but it, it has also thrown a wrench ooh, into the predictions of the <laughs> gravitational influence of the planets we don't even know about. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> so we sent a team of scientists and one chef to <laughs> investigate this new planet. Here's what they found on the surface. <laughs> the chef was quite disappointed. The team was made up by lead Dr. Jonas Jolly Good Boy. A <laughs> Jolly Good Boy. A renowned, <laughs> a renowned space explorer and theoretical physicist. The rest of the team was made up of Dr. Ray Goodgirl, <laughs> the ship's chief science officer, Dr. Two Finger Jack, the ship's geologist, and Dr. Michael, the chef gourmets. <laughs> the ship's chef. The team arrived at the new planet to find the surface it was very warm, rocky, and covered with a great variety of life. <laughs> They also found a great deal of water, which they immediately tasted because they were very thirsty. <laughs> the team explored the planet's surface, taking samples of life in soil and trying not to eat the planet's wildlife. <laughs> they also took a number of pictures and video of the planet's inhabitants, which they then sent back to Earth. Oh. These, I'm going to give it a little mini prompt. These new inhabitants... Inhabitants changed everything we know about life on this planet. For instance, comma, let's see what it says. These new inhabitants changed everything we know about life on this planet. For instance, the planet's wildlife would occasionally stop and stand on two legs. Hold on, no, 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 no. Hold on. After bringing these new inhabitants to Earth, there we go. We need to... There we go. After bringing these new inhabitants to Earth, it changed everything we know about life on this planet. For instance, just look at a picture of a local eating a sandwich. <laughs> what? <laughs> For instance, you can see that the pattern on these creatures' backs suggests they might be able to communicate. And the zoologist from the team... I found that they were quite delicious. Just <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. these like food references. Yeah. We also found a bunch of creatures that looked a lot like us. We also found a bunch of creatures very different from us. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> oh, after spending a few weeks on the planet, the science team made some surprising discoveries. The first is that this planet was not in fact a planet, <laughs> but rather a moon. A <laughs> moon. And also the second was the planet was actually very close to Earth. <laughs> Oops. You see, this was a moon of our own moon. And the gravitational influence of the moon was strong enough that the team was unable to escape its pole. And they all died. On impact with the moon surface. The team's fate. The team's fate. 
was epic. <laughs> it was epic. Wow. Hey, every week, every week we continue to discover more about the universe. There's no telling what we're going to learn next. So, you know, uh, but I can tell you one thing like for certain. Cosmos. It's going to be interesting. All right. Uh, and this was written by Dr. D, theoretical physicist. Oh my God, dude. Okay, anyways. The outro, man. Wow. Yo, can you tell me the secret to getting rich quick uh, by petting my cat? If you want to get rich quick, you you need to pet your cat a lot. Here's why. First off, many people are allergic to cats, but still want one. Cats are a lot like babies. They can't tell you what they want. Wait, hold on. This is not quite. <laughs> First off, here's why. Cats are greedy. They're not only greedy, but extremely lazy. They would do anything to get food, a food, even if it means making it rain on your keyboard. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Number two, cats rain are cheap. What? Cats will only give you money if they're sure you won't give it to anybody else. <laughs> Three, they're easy to manipulate. <laughs> There's, cats are so easy to manipulate. If you just show them a, a picture of a mouse, you can easily you can easily get away with the money. <laughs> the money. Four, cats are selfish. They don't believe in charity. They only care about themselves. Five, as we said, they're greedy. Oh, no, 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 no. Jordan's crying. You're the first one to cry. Five. Five. Cats are very good at keeping secrets. Why? Cats don't talk much. They just purr and lick their paws. Six. Did I mention cats love money? Cats love money. They'll do anything to earn money. And they have lots of time to do it. <laughs> so if you want to get rich, just pet your cat a lot. By the way, if you like this post, you might also like seven signs you're a cat person, ten reasons your cat is special, and one reason why you are not. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. And 11 weird things your cat does that you don't understand. Dude, I want to hear about the cat special. I'm not. Yeah, why is the cat more special? Oh, I was just doing like the weird links at the end. Okay, so 10 reasons your cat is special and one reason why you are not. <laughs> the ultimate guide to having a happy, healthy cat does not disappoint. Hold on one more time. No, no, Just no. Maybe start like literally go to the next line like at 10. Okay. Oh, 10. Your cat's head is the same width as its shoulders. Nine, you can easily play the piano with your cat's paws. Your cat is not eligible for military service. Seven, your cat has no interest in antique furniture. Six. Your cat can't ask the veterinarian to remove his prostate. <laughs> Five. Your cat knows the term spade is anatomically impossible. Okay. Four. Your cat never needs to borrow your car. Three. Your cat knows how to open doors. Two. Your cat has never stolen your underwear and worn them. One. Your cat likes you. And then... <laughs> so we said two. Number one is your cat likes you. And then in all caps, just below that, it says, and the reason you aren't special, colon, 
your cat doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! They gave me a game. Wow. That's the one reason. It, it did. I mean, that's a good reason. Okay. My cat seems way better. Wow. Than me. What does my cat do when I'm not looking? Ooh. What? Just like the movie. There's Secret Life Here's of Pets. What yeah. your cat does when you're not looking? What is it? What is it? We need it. What does your cat do? No, we. Oh no. Here's why cats should be the next president of the United States. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Here's what happens when you try and take a selfie with your cat. Uh, woo, I've never seen that symbol before. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sam's waking up the AI Share tweet. Level. Close slide. It's like drawing from like PowerPoints or something. <laughs> oh, what? It's just give me, give me a random... I'll give you a YouTube link. I don't want to click what? it. What? Give me another one. Wait, that's really interesting. Uh, it's not... It's, not, it's Hold on. I'm not, not working. You YouTube here's points? what the, here's what your cat does when you're not looking. One, they eat your Christmas tree. <laughs> Two, they have it's a go up. at your Christmas tree. <laughs> Three, they try and hide your Christmas presents. <laughs> it's all Christmas. And then four, they eat your Christmas presents. <laughs> Five, the cats are fucking eating everything. They try and eat your Christmas dinner. <laughs> Six, they try and eat the dog's Christmas dinner. Oh my god. Seven, they try and eat the dog's kennel. What? Eight, they try and eat the dog in its kennel. In its Nine, they drink your beer. Ten, they try and eat your dinner. They try and eat your Christmas tree again. <laughs> they try and eat your dog again. Again. They do all this. Stuff. Everything I just said, they're doing it. Is doing it again. again. <laughs> they don't stop. It literally says again in the top. Yeah, the it does say again. And then they rub your face in it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 Um, Matt. Yeah, Jordan. yeah, yeah. Um, wow. What, what what secrets are George Clooney's worm not telling you? Worm? Pet worm. There's a new <clears throat> hit pet in Hollywood. <laughs> and George Clooney shares what it is. His pet worm. <laughs> His pet worm. Oh, there you go. He's just a little fella, the actor said, <laughs> of the tiny reptile he keeps in the terrarium. <laughs> reptile? He's got a couple of worms, and they're, they're having a pretty good time, I guess. <laughs> Clooney said he's feeding them twice a day, and they're, quote, pretty good-sized. <laughs> pretty good-sized worms. I like him a lot because he's so different, he said. And the only thing that comes close to being that different would be a snake. <laughs> uh, Clooney said he had to get a special license to have the worm. <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> Clooney, who is a regular on the People's Choice Awards program, hosted the event for the first time with James Corden. Oh. I've watched a lot of these, so being the guy at the helm was pretty cool, he said. Corden, who made a career of making other people laugh, said he was a little nervous about having a talk show. Blah, 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 blah. Is the worm coming back? <laughs> the worm just, they just lost the worm. Oh, my God. Corden got in on the new pet craze, too. <laughs> there you go. My dog is my favorite animal. I like animals, but I like dogs the most. No, we were talking about worms. worms the worm thing. <laughs> 
I have worms, he said. <laughs> Gordon said he has, I have a worm called Hugh. I think I put him in here. I'm looking for him. I have actually, actually, I haven't seen him, but I've got a little pot. I've got him in a little pot. Gordon said he's feeding them twice a day, and they're pretty good sized. They're pretty good sized. I was like, okay. pretty good. Right. Celebrity worms are pretty uh, thick. Oh, wow. Here's what to get your fiance this Valentine's Day. A pet worm. A pet worm. <laughs> Tap to me as well as you give your fiance a pet worm. Oh my god. Um, that's not really working right now. How about <clears throat> how about um today mankind stood still as aliens contacted us for the first time. The leaders of nations gathered when the alien leader Zorgon descended and gave a speech. Oh, oh, oh sorry, I can't type that fast. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear a speech from the first alien that we meet. Basically, everyone's always wondered. Oh wait, everyone has always wondered what an alien would say when he finally lands on Earth and is welcomed. Here's a transcript. Of the alien's exciting speech. My fellow earthlings, you do not know how long I have been looking for you. It has taken me over two million years to get here. I started my journey from the planet Zoltron, <laughs> which is in the universe of Clark. I've traveled over a million light years to get here. I am a being, I am a being you might call an alien. Looping, 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 looping. It's not working. Hard loop. You know what? Maybe we should abandon this angle. I just like the motivating speeches in general. Like they're so funny. Yeah, that that one that we did with about the war. Yeah, freaking general. Let's just do a quarter. All the kids in kinder kindergarten were sad after their pet worm Georgie (laughs) got squished. Got. Squished, got <laughs> slipped into the pencil sharpener. Oh no, Georgie. and was ground up. Oh, Georgie. Their teacher, uh, uh, Miss Jones, had the most inspiring, inspire. I can't type speech to get the little kids back on their. Back on their feet. Back on the feet. Here we go. Oh, to to get the little kids to cheer up. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> worms, worms are just like us. <laughs> they have a life cycle that they must fulfill. Nothing in our world is wasted. Even worms find a place in this world. <laughs> Some of us will become worm food. Others will become fertilizer from the tr- for the trees and plants. Still others will become compost for the soil. It's all part of the cycle. Just like you, worms are born, they grow up, and they die. It's a fact of life. The teacher's words were so uplifting that the kids were completely cheered up. They went back to work as if nothing happened. And f- as for Georgie, the life cycle of worms is fulfilled when they are ground up and become compost. <laughs> The end. <laughs> this is one of my favorite children's stories. <laughs> I hope you so share good. it with your kids. To your success, Stuart Jones. P.S. I'm interested in your comments. Please share your thoughts. 
on this story. It's a YouTuber. Uh, <laughs> Copyright Stuart Jones. Copyright Stuart Jones. <laughs> it's a made-up it person. It goes so much deeper than you expect. Yeah. Like, always. It's a complete article, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole article. Well, uh, that didn't quite go off the rails like I was hoping. No. Maybe it was it's kind like, of inspiring, though. Um, 99% of homes are infected with monkeys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Maybe, like, the top... Here's how to... <clears throat> find out if your home <laughs> is infected. First, go to your fridge. <laughs> if there's any bananas in it, throw them away. <laughs> if there's any apples, throw them, throw them away. If there's any grapes in the fruit bowl, throw them away. If there's any origins in the fruit bowl, throw them away. Now, go to the kitchen cupboard. If there's any pots or pans in there, Throw them away. Boy, there you <laughs> go, go to the bathroom. Look in the toilet. If there's any spiders in there, spiders. flush them down the toilet. Now, go to the bedroom. Look under the bed. You see any dust bunnies? Throw them dust away. Bunnies. If there's any dust bunnies in the closet, too, throw those away. By the way, if there's an elephant in the closet, throw him away. Throw him away now. <laughs> now that you've thrown away everything that can be thrown away you have to disinfect the house you can use you can use this by either using a disinfectant or burning down the house <laughs> either way it'll take a long time to do now when you're done in disinfecting the house all you have to do is move <laughs> the next question is where to that's easy that's easy some place that doesn't have monkeys in it. <laughs> oh my god, the comedic timing. It's actually so good. good. It's actually really good, though. Realtors have adopted using special monkey monkey hyphen detecting goggles that can spot monkeys in your home before you even step through the door <laughs> all right oops oh 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 adopted i'm like sweating from laughing as hard as I'm if you don't want to move if you don't want to move there's a new product available monkey proofing it works <laughs> like this you buy some monkey proofing you apply the monkey proofing you hope that it works. You're done. <laughs> That's like technically correct, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think we can go further on that one. I I I, I yeah. Oh god, it's a good one. You know, give me give me the best one liners in history that I mean, what's a good context one liners? Oh, what about pickup lines? Best pickup lines. Pickup lines that work. <clears throat> in the grocery store. In the groceries, or yeah, in a specific location. <laughs> On Mars. <laughs> the best pickup lines that work in the grocery store. <laughs> These are not pickup lines. Mm. Pick I want to get a date at the grocery store. <clears throat> Here's our best pickup lines when shopping for food. Sorry, me. Hey, you need a hand? Her. Nope, I'm good. It's me. Do you have any raisins? Her. Nope, but you can have some of my gum. Me. I I know, right? 
<laughs> I know, right? My sister's such a bitch. Her. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Me. No, no, no. It's okay. She is. Her. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> Me. Do you sell bootylicious apples here? <laughs> what? Uh, no. <laughs> Me. Okay, I'm going to get some anyways. <laughs> uh, so this is where the text begins turning red. And oh, yeah. It's... it's it's that wasn't that bad. That it wasn't was that bad. bad. I just had to read okay. the bootylicious apples really part funny. because it's like the closest thing to an actual answer. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. That would have been the one valid. Yeah, <laughs> va valid. Apples. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, here, give me a. Uh, year twenty thirty has been great for the PlayStation Seven. Oh, you want to get into more video games? Yeah, I want to hear the top ten games. Mm. That, after uh, after uh, after Matt Cairns was fired. <laughs> as the director of Panda Racer <laughs> 2 he set out to make his own independent video game coming this year for the for the PlayStation 7 The game will be set in the same universe as the first game, but it'll be more of a spiritual successor than a direct sequel. With the game, I wanted to do something more story-driven. I wanted to flesh out the personalities of the characters more and develop the world they lived in more, so it would be easier for the player to relate to it. <clears throat> what I wanted to do was make something more akin to older games. I loved growing up, like the Spyro <laughs> series and Crash Bandicoot. Panda 2... Panda Racer 2, The Last Resort, <laughs> is set to release this year, and the game will be available on PlayStation 7. The game is going to be produced by the independent game studio, Panda Games, Panda Games and is set to release in the first quarter of 2019. No, no, we're, here we go. We got our date, 2030. 2030. These are the games of 2030, ladies 2030. and gentlemen. We're going to add the wrench. 2030 has been a big year for Panda... Games. Pandas, panda-related <laughs> panda games. games. <laughs> Notably, <coughs> Notably, there was Nintendo's reveal of the new console, the Panda Switch. <laughs> oh, Panda Switch. There's no word if there's going to be a Nintendo Switch version or not. Oh, <laughs> Matt Cairns is also working on a separate project. <laughs> panda oh. Racer. The game. <laughs> it's also a spiritual successor to Panda Racer 2. It'll be released in 2031. Panda Racer the game is going to be a mobile game. Um, This is just all BS. Yeah. This is like actual articles on the internet when you're trying to read for stuff and it's just BS. Okay. Hit me. Wow. Let's get some predictions going. Right? Like, mm. give me like what's going to happen at the end of 2021 and then give me like, you know, bigger pictures from here. What? Wait. And don't steer it. Just be like, it's like 2020, January, or like the new year is finally here. 2021 has been a great year. Here's the top 10 like historical events that happened in the year 2021. Top historical. Oh, let's see. Well, because it's it goes up to, it cuts off at 2019. So let's see here. Hmm. Here's the top historical events that happened in 2021. One, the Taliban in Afghanistan attacked the United States. The United States. <laughs> this is all just military junk. Uh, it's just military junk. 
The United States approves the construction of the world's first successful commercial fusion reactor. Mm. The first permanent base on Mars is established. Wow. Yeah. The president of the United States is diagnosed with a terminal illness and is not expected to live more than a few months. Oh, no. Oh, no. The United States establishes a colony on the moon. Wow. A new religion called The Way develops <laughs> and is quickly spread amongst the youth of the world. Oh. This is the way. A new system of government is established in the United States. The first manned mission to Mars is successful. We got the Mars. The Oh, United States and Canada merge into a single country called United States of America. <laughs> what up? Uh, we're not changing our mint. We we're not got, doing it. Also got a colony on Jupiter, a colony on Saturn, Uranus, Venus, Mercury, nice. Neptune, Pluto. Oh. Neptune's moon, Saturn's moon, Uranus's moon. Like listing all the everything in our solar system. Uh, okay, let's okay. instead of writing it as if we're in 2021, let's do a prediction. Like, uh, here's my prediction for what to expect in the year 2030, or like how our lives will be different in the year 2030. How how will our lives drastically change in the year 2030? Some of these facts are going to blow your mind. Some of these facts will blow your mind. Buzzfeed. Here's how our lives will dramatically change in the year 2030. Number one will blow <laughs> your mind. You really should write for Buzzfeed. <laughs> like, I'm interested one, already. We're going to be able to control every part of our bodies. With our minds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> in April, Duke University researchers were able to pass along a, quote, voluntary electrical signal to the brains of rhesus monkeys using a computer to control their arms. This is just a now news article. <clears throat> uh, two. <laughs> we'll be able to live forever. <laughs> in 2011, Google co-founder Larry Page showed off a new company called Calico, which was dedicated to the, quote, challenge of aging and associated diseases. Uh, Google has an entire division called Google X <laughs> that is dedicated to making life-extending technology. The most notable example is Google Glass, which uses the, which allows the <laughs> user to live forever by letting doctors <laughs> monitor the health of the user's organs, blood, and body. <laughs> cool. Three, we'll be able to go to space. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, we sent the Dragon uh, uh, spacecraft to the International Space Station. Elon <clears> Musk uh, is building a very cheap and reusable rocket that will take people to Mars and beyond. Musk said he'll die on Mars, just not on impact. <laughs> Four, we're going to be able to create our own food. <laughs> Whoa. 3D printers can now print out plastic, rubber, metal, and now even food. In 2014, a company called Natural Machines created a 3D printer you, that you can print out pizza. With, with, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, five. We're going to be able to control our own thoughts. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> so basic. Our thoughts. You're going to control everything in your body with your mind. <laughs> Six. We're going to look like superhumans. <laughs> uh. Yeah, this is just basic stuff we already know. Cool. <laughs> yeah um i just we need little surprises like little surprises. adidas new shoes come with a special surprise in the soul <clears throat> a tiny munchkin <laughs> who directs where your feet 
move. <laughs> <laughs> the new Adidas X Parley shoe has a special 3D printed sole that has an arrow pointing in the direction you should walk. <laughs> <laughs> if you look closely, you can see the little munchkin who's right at home in the shoe's sole. <laughs> Adidas, quote, the first, so, this, the sole is the first step to creating sustainable products that are made with recycled ocean plastics, Adidas. They're made with 100% ocean plastic. <laughs> what? Ocean plastic. Uh, yeah, it's reducing pollution. We have, we're going to be 100% plastic free and all our stuff. But where's this? Where's the munchkin at? Seems to not be It, it, it kind of glossed over how, the, the, the how do they How do they get the munchkin? Where does the munchkin come from? Where does this shoe munchkin come from? I'm just going to write, the munchkin points the arrow <clears throat> each time you take a step. <laughs> um, okay, this is all just corporate PR stuff about climate change. Oh, wait. Oh, yes. Adidas <laughs> unveiled a new shoe this week that comes with a tiny three-dimensional munchkin who directs where your feet should go. <laughs> three-dimensional. <laughs> it keeps talking about ocean plastic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay no it can't handle it you can't handle the munchkins <laughs> the munchkins are too much oh man uh the new fad that's uh the new fad that's taking over hollywood all right we need to give it a wrench I'm, someone give me a wrench um new fad constantly constantly rapping while you talk rapping while you talk and wearing someone else. Jordan, what do you got? You on the spot? What are we wearing? Scarves around your eyes. Eye scarves. Eye <laughs> hyphen scarves. <laughs> Where scarves. did this new trend come from? <laughs> Question mark. All of a sudden, all the celebrities are doing it. I don't understand. You don't. You have to listen to the lyrics of the song they rap when they talk. They're the most amazing things. I'm talking about the rap songs they make up as they go. Not the ones that are written for them, but the ones they make up as they go. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's just looping. It's looping, gun goofy. Okay, okay, all right. Let's, oh, I'm just going to do eye scarves. Eye scarves, yeah. Scarves. But uh, the governor... But the governor, I'm going to add a little thing, of California is concerned. He says the scarves are a danger to public safety. To start the new show, You're the Worst, tells us why she's wearing them. She's a great comedian, but has she lost her mind? That may be the case. She's wearing an eye scarf. <laughs> it's really nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. You're the worst. So this is the new show. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh a transcript here. It is just like look, I'm very sensitive. And and you wear these eye scarves. So oh, is this a, this is like a yeah, it's a transcript. I'm very sensitive. And you wear these eye scarves. I, I like it. It's so it's so like a guilty pleasure. There's something about it. It's like the little Valentino of headwear. It's not a thing. It's a little bit like when you have a colder analogy. You're you're wearing this to cover your eyes. But, but I don't know why you're wearing it. I I think it's a little bit of a fad. I think it's a little bit of a thing. Why do you do it? Well, Oh, now just it's shitting itself again. Yeah. It's it's grown. It's going crazy. Anyways, right. <laughs> just more songs. Songs are great. Um. Okay. Oh, here's this. Here's one. Let's. What's like a 
like a nursery rhyme for why it's important to wash your eyeballs out of their outside of the sockets. You take you take out your eyes before you wash. You them? take out your eyes before you wash them. The nursery. Most rhyme. kids don't take out their eyes before they, <laughs> they wash them. them. Thankfully, this little nursery rhyme um, will help them remember to take them out. Oops. Take them out. All right, here we go. Uh, well, let's just describe the book that okay. does this. The fun illustrated book is perfect for the little ones who are just learning how to take out their eyes before they wash them. <laughs> Never mind. That's not going anywhere. Clean your eyes. Clean your eyes. Wash them very, very time. Clean your eyes. Clean your eyes. Wash them very time. Wash your eyes. Wash your eyes. You see much better. Clean your eyes. Clean your eyes. Adapted from Hey Jack the Sailor. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, oh man, I thought I wanted that one to work. Give me the uh, the track list from the heaviest heavy metal album ever written. This is the he- Satan himself came out with the heavy metal album. Satan, Satan just, dropped just dropped his new heavy metal album, and we have the inside scoop. On the track list, the track list, and the album's title. We sat down and chatted with Satan about his new album <laughs> and what he's been up to lately. I'm just trying to make, I'm just trying to do my thing and make some good music, said Satan. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be releasing my new album on October 13th, and it's going to be called Heavy Metal Thunder. <laughs> we asked Satan what the inspiration was behind the album. I've been sitting on my throne for a little while listening to all these other artists try and make some heavy metal. And it just ain't heavy metal. It's hard, but it just ain't heavy. <laughs> and I mean, the little guy in the wheelchair was hard, but it wasn't heavy metal either. So I'm just trying to reclaim the throne of heavy metal. Wheelchair guy. Wheelchair <laughs> we asked guy. Satan if he had any collaborators on the album. I've got some of the biggest heavy metal artists on the album. Heavy metal legends. Heavy metal icons, and I'm not going to tell you who they are. <laughs> I will tell you that the five that five of the songs on the album have the word "devil" in them. <laughs> we asked Satan if he could give us a little preview of what we could expect oh, from yes. the album. I'll let you hear one of the tracks. It's called. If this one's one of my favorites on the album, it's called "Fire and Brimstone." Oh, I think it's going to be a hit. Listen, let's listen to it right now. Satan then played the track for us. <laughs> We were very impressed. We asked oh. Satan if he had any other projects he was working on. I'm also thinking about doing a clothing line. <laughs> I was thinking about calling it Devil Wear. <laughs> I was gonna do this. I was gonna do a clothing. I was gonna do a clothing line. A clothing line for these rock and roll kids. I want to do some shirts, jackets, pants, some underwear, maybe some boxers, maybe some briefs. <laughs> I'm thinking about a whole clothing line. And I've already got the logo designed. I just got to get the ball rolling. I've got big celebrities to endorse it. So that's what I'm working on. <laughs> we asked Satan what his favorite heavy metal album was. Hmm. What do you think it is? My all-time favorite album is The Number of the Beast by oh. Iron Maiden. Very, very apt. Very apt. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Makes sense, Satan. 
<clears throat> well, <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, wait, what's that message to the public? Uh, nothing. Nothing <laughs> funny. Just more garbage. <laughs> oh my god! Can we see if we can make it sing? Make it, make it spit out lyrics. Baba black sheep, have you any pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> the wheelchair got me. The answer is yes, of course. We have it in abundance. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Using, <laughs> so why not make a pizza with Baba Black Sheep on it? <laughs> Using that as an inspiration, I've created a pizza that goes with the classic nursery rhyme and makes a great dish for children. <laughs> it refuses to sing. <laughs> Anyways, it's a recipe of like for some Italian food. No, no sheep in there. We're calling this Italian dish Baba Black Sheep. Baba Black Sheep. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, tell me about. Uh, see if it's too factual. Like, let's say we're playing Mario and we need some cheat codes or some cheats. How to hack Mario? Um, Here's all the little use, like, actual secrets. Here's all the little secrets to find in the latest hit game, Panda Racer 2. Wait, wait, wait. Here's all the hit little. Uh, I want to find these little secrets. What are the cheat codes in <laughs> One, gear up. To find the secret, you're going to have to complete the whole game. Once you do, head over to the shop. In the shop, there's a new shop called Secret Shop. <laughs> when you enter it, you'll see a secret item called Gold Gear, which is an awesome-looking gear. New gear. Head over to Mystery Box. Inside the Mystery Box, there's an, um, there's more gold gear in the Mystery Box. Just gold oh, gear. this is garbage. Here. Oh! You can unlock hidden characters like Panda King and Panda Queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's Lupin. All right. Did you know that Nintendo's Mario was based on a real man? Did you know Ooh. that Nintendo's famous Mario was based on a real man? His name was Giovanni, and he lived real in New York. man <laughs> named Giovanni, and he lived in New York in 1750. <laughs> not funny not funny not funny try bombing. again bombing he was a plumbing contractor yep obviously we know that duh okay abandon this in fact Giovanni was a very talented man who was a successful architect engineer inventor physicist and mathematician his surname Mario was actually a nickname given to him by his parents his real name was actually Giovanni Maria Giovanni's parents were both very talented as well. Father was a lawyer, able to speak a number of languages, such as Spanish, French, and English. And uh, Giovanni's father was the first person to publish a book in America. Hmm. Wow. Uh, his mother was incredibly talented, too. She wrote uh, The Young Gentleman and Ladies' Philosophy. Mm. <laughs> um, I do not see the circling back to Nintendo. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Um... Just give me Famous Sam Gorski's for... top ten sayings. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! What are Sam Gorski's top ten sayings? Sam Gorski, wild man. Sam, and... Gor Sam Gorski's best one-liners. Wild man and cool guy has some of the funniest one-liners you'll want to say to all your friends. Mm -hmm. 
Hang up the phone. Your mother's calling. <laughs> you got him. Your hair looks great. The cannonball run is over. I love you, fat pig. <laughs> oh my god. You're, hey, you're so ugly that when you were born, your mother said, Oh lord, what have I done? <laughs> you don't have a drinking problem. You're just a waste of good booze. Man, <laughs> this like version of Sambrowski is really mean. <laughs> cuts. Wow. Okay. Um, that's not funny. It's sad. It's a little sad. What Nico Perringer is one of the hottest <laughs> young <laughs> skateboarders. <laughs> Out there, he just pulled invented a new trick. A new trick <clears throat> that has everyone talking. He jumped over the Empire State <laughs> Building with no help. <laughs> Here's how. Nico grew up in Germany and skated at the skate park at the base of the Empire State Building. Every time he went down that hill, he'd dream about what it would be like to jump over it. <laughs> he drew up the design, figured out how he's going to clear it, calculated the speed, and worked out worked on that trick for months. Finally, he had it. He made his way up to the building, to the roof, and took off. <laughs> he jumped the building in just 1.9 seconds and made the jump look easy. <laughs> this is the first time anyone's jumped over the Empire State Building, and Nico didn't even need a plane to pull it off. <laughs> Share this amazing story with someone who loves skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the engagement. Man, what has social media done to us? Yeah, seriously, it's like a lot of these are that. Okay. Um, oh, I want to hear about I want to hear about a snake that learned how to skydive. Oh yeah. Timmy the snake is the world's first skydiving <laughs> snake. Um but most didn't even know a snake could fly. <laughs> Timmy the snake is the world's first skydiving snake. No, 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 no. <laughs> Repeating. Oh, okay. Try it again. I got it right. Here's how it went down. Let's see how it went down. In recent years, Timmy has become a regular feature at the annual Aussie Skydive Festival. His first flight was on the 9th of June, 2014, and he's always already made it to multiple events. Why are people jumping out of planes with a snake? <laughs> Timmy has become a regular at the Aussie Skydive Festival for a while now, and he's quickly become a beloved part of the festival. This year, he's even part of the official theme. Snakes is the theme. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, uh, Timmy the snake is the unofficial mascot and an ambassador for the festival. So we're all asking, how does it work? The concept is actually really simple. The skydivers outsource to Timmy's handlers, who attach him <laughs> to balloons. The balloons then float up to the plane where the skydivers launch themselves out with Timmy. The fun doesn't stop here. The skydivers have to land on a moving target, which is a pretty big challenge. Okay. Why a snake? Why a snake? <laughs> Timmy was named after the festival's official mascot, Timmy the Tugaranganog Tiger. <laughs> Timmy the Tiger is a beloved icon of this part of Canberra. And uh, they're embracing the Australian Outback. The snake, on the other hand, is a little more wild. I like to think of him as an ambassador for the Outback as well. Uh, because Canberra's uh, Outback is full snakes. So what's next for Timmy? <laughs> We're hoping to see Timmy make more appearances at skydiving events around Australia in the future. If you're, interesting, if you're interested at having uh, Timmy at your event, contact his handlers here. <laughs>
Timmy the Snake's image is licensed under Creative Commons. Okay. Oh God. Great work. All right. Wow. Last last one. One, last one, one. one more. Last one. Oh man. That's most people. It's gotta be a banger. Most people thought dogs couldn't talk. No, they can. Until now. <laughs> My golden retriever surprised me this morning. Cracking when... the code, Colin. How I got my dog to speak English. <laughs> Dude, just hit enter from there. Let's see what it writes. I can't type. An essay. Cracking the code. How I got my dog to speak English. This post is part of the Cracking the Code series. <laughs> Cracking all kinds of codes. Hi, everyone. As promised, here's the second post in my Cracking the Code series about dog training. Today, I want to talk about how to get your dog to speak English. So... A few weeks back, I promised that I'd have a post about how I got my dog to speak English. Well, here it is. The first thing I did was to figure out what he was communicating in dog language. <laughs> Some of you know that I might use dog speak, a language created by Turid Rogas, to teach my dogs. Dog speak uses body language rather than words to communicate with our dogs. I first got into dog speak when I took a class with Turid in 2002. I took the class to learn how to help a dog I was working with at the time, Gracie, who had a lot of behavioral issues. <laughs> I figured out I needed, to, I needed to learn how to talk to her in a language she would understand. Learning how to read Gracie's body language and speak in a language that she could understand helped us a lot. She went from being a dog that everyone saw as aggressive and in need of a muzzle to being a dog that I led around the room on a leash and was able to walk without a leash on walks around our neighborhood. <laughs> so, as you see, I was a fan of dog speak right from the start. Uh, this is about dog we speak. This is about dog speak. We're going to insert a line about taking, teaching in English again. Yeah. Forgot about that. That's when Gracie started speaking English. I was stunned I had never seen anyone teach a dog to speak English before I was amazed and a little concerned I was worried that if Gracie suddenly has a lot of things to say I'd be stuck listening to her so, <laughs> I started I started working with her on how to quote speak on command I had an idea that if I could teach Gracie to speak and to only say what I told her to say she'd be able to communicate with me just like I was talking to her I started by teaching her to say yes. And then she'd bark. And then no and bark. Oh, we're in a loop. Oh, no. Oh, God. Anyways. Oh, God. No, this does not want us to teach dogs English. No. Let's okay. keep pushing it. Let's keep pushing it. No, let's it. do an outro. I, 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 I've got to bounce here soon. Okay. Um, okay. Well, you can type an outro. Does anyone want to sing an outro or do this? Uh, try and give us yeah, a, what's, uh, a little banger? Yeah. Just do, like, here's the script for how to end the podcast. Okay. Most people don't know how to end a good podcast. But here's a few tips on how. Okay. That's my pitch. Yeah. Take it or leave it. So yeah, I just it's it's all about that the BuzzFeed article speak. You just gotta learn that cadence, mm -hmm. and it kind of works really well because like that's what it's trained on. It's tra that's what it's trained on. <laughs> here's most people don't know how to end a podcast. Here's the best, uh, the best speech, the best, the best uh, outro. Here's a couple good lines to help you yeah. gracefully. Finish your recording session. <clears throat> Here's a few lines to keep your viewers coming back for more. Oh, there you go. Ooh. I shouldn't say anything. I just Sam let Sam do it. I just try and sound make it sound super slick. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Submit. 
<laughs> Do you have any questions or insights for your fellow podcast listeners? Leave your comments below or in the show notes. Thanks. Oh, That's God. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Super lame. <laughs> so One more time. You can. Uh, there's a little also an undo button down undo. there, but it's fine. It's fine. It's undo fine. You you do do it your own way. It works either way. Anything that's in the pit. Please enable JavaScript to do the comments. One more time. <laughs> Please enable JavaScript to do the comments. It's shitting itself. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, now. <laughs> Matt, your neuromancy needs to work. Neuromancy. How to end a podcast if you have no listeners. <laughs> All right. All right. How do you okay, this it? is lame. There's nothing, there's nothing good here. Can I take a crack? Yeah. All right. It's all right. It's all right. Hold on. Uh, nope. All right. I believe in you, Sam. Sam's gonna ending, wrap this up. Ending, ending a podcast. A long can... podcast can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. What do you say to your viewers after all that time? Here's a few tips. Thank you, viewers and listeners, for listening. Tell them you're looking forward to the next podcast. <laughs> Ask them to follow you on social media. Leave a re review on iTunes, etc. Yeah, they were saying the same shit. Ask you to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, it knows too well how to end a podcast. Well. Ending a ending a long gnome focused podcast can be very difficult. Thank you, viewers. Gnomecast. Thank you, viewers. They've stuck with you through thick and thin, and they deserve your appreciation. Thank you, viewers. Let them know you Thank won't you. disappear entirely. You oh. may be stopping your regular podcast, but you'll continue what? to post YouTube videos. Oh. Oh, what? You can also check out other Gnome Stew podcasts, <laughs> which Gnome include... Stew. <laughs> Gnomes Stew? Like, it thinks it's a D&D &D show. <laughs> God dang it. Cooking with Gnomes. <laughs> Here's how to say Here, write me a song goodbye about in a hundred languages. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Au revoir. Ciao. Aloha. Sayonara. Adios. Auf Wiedersehen. Uh, so okay. normal facts. <laughs> normal normal facts. Here's how to say goodbye in alien language. Here's how aliens say goodbye. There you go. Boom. Simple. Chapter one, a few years later. <laughs> nope. It's All writing right. a book on how to say goodbye. Oh, I wonder what that story would have been. Yeah, right? All right, Nico, get the guitar. All right. Oh, you hand me that guitar, Jordan. Oh, my God. What's inside the guitar? Oh. This is Junks. All right, the Quartercast just got a new outro theme for their podcast. Here. Are the lyrics All right. The Corridor written by Ryan Allen <laughs> It's time to go The Corridor is calling us The call that pulls us The call that halts us it's looping, a single footstep echoes out Across the floors of the great white house Single <laughs> footstep, it echoes out Time to go <laughs> Yep It's looping around It's looping around <laughs> That's it That's, that's, a, that's weird It's <laughs> so weird Where are we in the white house, the white Whatever, alright, well, it was great Thanks for listening, everybody Yeah, uh, We'll see you guys on the next one, that's oh, a fun God. time Feel free to in the comments below on the on YouTube or whatever. Feel free to leave some ideas on 
Man, I sound just like a freaking AI. Oh yeah, article. dude. I mean, so you got some ideas from him. But seriously, feel free to leave some ideas for like funny prompts. Yeah, yeah. We I think used, we got some good we ones. Some of your stuff. We use some of your prompts. The cooking They're ones were funny. great. Cooking ones are hilarious. All right. Well, till next time. Bye. That was great. Adios. Bye. Sayonara. Hola.